Before the Rings of Power, there were the Silmarils. Before Sauron, there was his master Morgoth. Before Aragorn and Arwen, there was Beren and Luthien. Join us as we explore Tolkien and all the ages of Middle-earth with your hosts from TheOneRing.com, Jonathan Watson and Michael Grumbine. Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Sue, sir, and I hope it's um, started out well, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 been, it's been a few weeks for us. We took a week off. Sorry, everybody. We, we decided we needed that at the end of Not the year. We, we both have... Uh, I would say I have a large family. However, sorry, I got Michael's not sorry. <laughs> I got Michael's uh, Christmas card, uh, and he more than doubles mine. So, um, actually, wait, do you? I have six. No, you don't have. You don't. You, I don't. Kids, I don't you double. double. You don't. No. Okay, sweet. So you double the kids. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, happy New Year! It's good to be back. And uh, I just thought, Very you good. know, uh, I'm Jonathan. That's Michael. Whoa, sorry, hit the mic. That's Michael <laughs> right there. Because case those of you, I'm we, Michael little... versus Mike. There's a Mike <laughs> and a Michael. Ha <laughs> ha, Mike. Um, uh, we got uh, probably quite a few listeners now. I've seen uh, downloads spike up lately. Uh, a lot of people seem to get um, the Lord of the Rings, the Silmarillion, the Tolkien book at Christmas time, and uh, because we're a top search result at theonering.com for a lot of things like maps, for some keywords, uh, Lord of the Rings changes, for some characters. Um, got a lot of these li- listeners. So thank cool. you for joining us. It's glad to have you here. Welcome. I'm, I'm glad to have you here, but if you aren't a new listener, and you've been here for a while and you like, you like a little bit, you just a little bit, you like what we do here. Talking about the Lord of the Rings, talking about Peter Jackson's films right now, at least. And then back to J.R. Tolkien's works. Hey, leave us a review at Apple podcasts at Spotify. Uh, even for both of you who listen on Google podcasts, cause I don't know anybody personal who, who actually listens on the Google podcasts app. Um, yeah, leave us a review. Five stars would be nice. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> Did you oh, say no. both of you that listen on Google Podcasts? <laughs> there's two. <laughs> we have we two so many. So, dude, there's so many fewer podcasts. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a magnitude of like 10, 10x less uh, than on yeah, Apple. That is interesting. The disparity. So, is but speaking of that, in 2023, we did mm. get. <clears throat> we just barely broke a hundred thousand listens in 2023 on the podcast. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, that's that's just the podcast. I'm not including other videos on YouTube that um, that are involved, right? That that's a whole other field of things. That's that's a lot of extra right. stuff. So like last right. year, we don't include like all the Rings of Power videos that we did on YouTube that aren't really the podcast. But 100,000 is great. And then what's also cool is um, uh, the one of the, not last not this episode, but a couple episodes ago, we talked about Tolkien's Noel poem, and um, we did a video last year with Austin Robertson, who read it, uh, and this poem was lost to the world until 2013, right? Yeah, 2013. Yes, sir. Uh, posted it on Twitter. Uh, there you can see the page. If you just look up like Noel Christmas poem, Noel Tolkien poem, um, we're the first result on pretty much every search engine right now. Um, but um, we got 100,000 views on Twitter, which is about six times more than we have on or seven. Seven times more on X. Sorry, we've got about 100,000 views on that on Twitter when I posted that a week before Christmas. Sorry, Elon. Sorry. <laughs> and then we got um, got like 14,000. We have like 13,000 on YouTube, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that shows like if X just had a good video platform, I'd love to get all the followers and all the shares like on there rather than on YouTube and like separate out like our views. But you just can't monetize. You can't, you don't have the reach. You don't have that browsability. All that sort of stuff isn't really there on X yet. So I'm hoping it gets there because the amount of views and shares that this got was tremendous. So thank you all who did listen to that and follow that. Um, 
and uh, give that a like there too. Uh, it's it's just wonderful that m- many people are listening to um, Tolkien's poetry that isn't the Lord of the Rings, but is something, dare I say it, even more important in what it says. So 100,000, it's a good number for 2023. Let's break that. Yeah. I don't know if we'll double it this year, but uh, we're shooting for, for higher numbers. I'm happy with um, 50% growth. Let's We can go with 150. Also, we will have the uh, boost of Rings of Power this year, won't we? Isn't it? I don't know. Is Rings of Power year? coming out? I haven't. I've decided not to follow the news lately on that because I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as you can tell, I uh, I was hoping you did because I don't really follow it either. <laughs> but I know I know it's going to come out at some um, point, and they're still making they're making yeah. um, protest noises over there at Amazon about it. So anyway. Yeah, they haven't. I think the last thing they posted the actual official account was like some like months ago about something i don't know hey but today well, some, i mean okay so some picture of alternate sauron came out like he's because he's because he's going to start shape-shifting so yeah that's an excuse to bring in all kinds of other saurons so they're going to have like a whole diversity of saurons it's like it's you know like a murder of crows a diversity of saurons <laughs> uh i guess man yeah that but that wasn't an official rings of power show i'm just wondering if the rings of power has a like if the show has anything on twitter I don't, I don't know anyway um we're not the lord of the rings on time is that it right hear that we just, all right i'm gonna check real fast guys this is super in- interesting podcast stuff the, the last thing that they actually posted that wasn't a retweet was july about the emmys that was it that was hmm. in july so they haven't done anything so who knows what's going on there i mean the strike's been over for months now so they could theoretically tell us what's going on. I have a feeling that um, there's going to be some serious reshuffling, even though the DEI is still strong with them. Um, sure. But uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. We're just we're we're just shooting the breeze here now. Like, okay, guys, we're gonna we're gonna get into what we need to before we do. Hey, we do have a uh, members section that's in Discord that you get the extended podcast, which this week we're going to talk about uh, a question from Thomas about spotted toads and Sam and Gandalf, why that wasn't included in the movie. And we're going to talk about the Hobbit and debris timeline. Cause that's one of the changes we get into uh, because Jackson left a lot out between Hobbiton and Bree. There's a lot that goes on there. And what's the one thing that we, we think that he should have left in. Um, so we'll have a discussion about that, but uh, get good to the one slash members. Oh, let me remove this screen from there we go. You don't see the Noel anymore. So um, from Hobbiton to Bree, we're going to talk about that. But you can become a member at theonering.com slash members. Um, and uh, just like Harrison and Adam and Lynn, you can give even more than the $4 a month. But the first month is free if you go for that route. Uh, otherwise, we'd appreciate uh, all your support. And even for those of you who don't listen, thanks for listening uh, or watching on YouTube and uh, giving us your eyes and your ears. We do appreciate that very much. All, I don't know, 2000 per week of you. So we appreciate that. All right, Michael, we are going to jump into the first change today, which we are calling Let's Meet at the Dancing Pony. Is it secret? Is it safe? Where do I go? Get out of the shower. Wait for the village of Bree. I'll be waiting for you at the inn of the Prancing Pony. Okay. This did not happen in the books this way. Now, there are a lot of people who say, but no, Gandalf did say to meet him at Bree. Aha, but no, because that didn't happen until the letter that Frodo got from Barleyman Butterbur from Gandalf that said that, that he was supposed to forward on to Frodo and that said, if I can't meet you at uh, at either, um, uh, how, let me see if I remember it right, Hobbiton or Crick Hollow, uh, I'll meet you at um, 
uh, at the Bree. You can trust the landlord at the Prancing Pony. You can pass through Bree, right? If I find you gone, leave a message for me here uh, if you pass through Bree. All right, so... Which was a message Frodo never got while he was in the Shire. Right, so, right. So in, in truth, Gandalf, you know, in fact, you know, as I reread this, the book in preparation for this, there's that whole chapter, Three's Company, um, which is, of course, referring to the three hobbits um, that are making, that start the trip out, which are uh, Frodo, Sam, and Pippin. So Mary mm-hmm. actually isn't there yet. And they keep referencing the fact that he's waiting for Gandalf to show up. Frodo keeps referencing the fact he's waiting yeah. for Gandalf yeah. to show up. He's hoping to find Gandalf. So he's clearly not looking for him at, at, at the uh, Prancing Pony Inn. Um, it's, uh, he's expecting Gandalf to, have, to arrive. And it is a subject of much consternation, in fact, when he talks to the elves, which we will get to in our second video. Yeah. And so what, Gan- what Gandalf says to Frodo, the last thing he says to Frodo is... Um, Gandalf went off at dawn. I don't remember which chapter this is, but he says, I may be back any day. He said, at the very latest, I shall come back for the farewell party. I think you, after all, may need my company on the road. Uh, and then the next day, that was, that was he went off. And then Frodo was restless and anxious, waiting in vain for the sound of Gandalf. This is before he, Frodo leaves, the night before Frodo leaves. He decided to wait until nightfall. After that, if Gandalf wanted emergency, he would go to Crick Hollow and might even get there first. So Frodo was completely under the assumption that Gandalf was going to meet him way before Bree. There was right. no yeah. he was going to accompany him, him out yeah. of the 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 furthest extents of the Shire, at least. Like he wasn't going to be on the road outside of outside of the Shire without Gandalf. That was for yeah. It's essentially what Gandalf told him. He's like, "Hey, I'll be there." Right. Um, but that doesn't happen. So okay. what happens then so, is is between the two, the movie and the books, right? The timeline is there's so much that happens between. Hobbiton and Bree. So I'm going to go quickly. I'm going to go through the four things that that, and these are generalizations, right? Obviously, you can go through the, the minute details of this, but uh, here are the four things at hand that 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 happen. So in the movie timeline, Gandalf leaves that we saw, and he tells them to go to the prancing po- or tells you know Frodo and Sam to go to the prancing pony. Well, Frodo at that point. So Frodo and Sam leave, and then they encounter Merry and Pippin and a black rider, and then they get to the prancing pony. That's pretty much it. Um, well, the, well, they run from the black riders. They run from the Black Riders, right? And if and, we were and, to and cross the Brandywine, yeah, but that's I mean, from from Marion Pippin, the hitting Marion Pippin, seeing the Black Rider, they start running. That's essentially one scene where they evade the Black Riders and then get to the the, the, um, the Buckleberry Ferry and uh, to Bree, right? So right, that's like one scene almost. They go and compress it all together. Now, I guess right. also you'd say that uh, after Frodo and Sam leave, in the extended edition, they also encounter. Uh, the elves leaving. They see that too. So that, that's a short event, but that does happen. Right. Really brief, almost no mention, but yeah. So in the book timeline, Gandalf leaves. He says, I may be back any day. And then after that, Frodo and Sam and Pippin leave for Crick Hollow together. They encounter a black rider. After they encounter the black rider, they meet Gildor, Gildor and Glorian, which we'll go over in the next, uh, next change. Uh, after that, they meet farmer Maggot. And then they get to Crick Hollow they leave Krakala with Mary. Then they get to the old forest and they escape Old Man Willow and meet Tom Bombadil. Then they escape the Barrow Downs and then they finally get to the Prancing Pony. So there's a lot of other events that happen that establish this whole world outside of just the Black Riders chasing them. I mean, you've got Tom Bombadil, you've got Old Man Willow, you've got uh, the changes at Crick Hollow, you've got uh, the, I mean, you've got the, you've got the, um, uh, the, uh, right, the, the, the horns of uh, the hob, the hobbit horns sounding. Um, right. the horn when uh, buckle horn of buckling 
Yeah, the Horn of Buckland, thank you. And uh, and so there's a lot that goes on. We'll go over one change that we wish they would have left in in the extended edition at thewondering.com slash members. Uh, so, all right. So there you go. That's that's all the changes. That's like that's a huge change for 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 Gandalf just to say, "I'm going to go go meet me at Bree," and we're just going to skip all that. Right. Oh. And to be to be more specific, or be a little more specific, literally what the movies did here. This is one of the biggest changes. <clears throat> in um, they cut out six chapters out of the Fellowship of the Ring. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's huge. So, so they 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 basically. I mean, there's some differences, like we talked about, like Pippin goes with um, Sam and Frodo, but they basically cut out chapters three through eight of the Fellowship of the Ring. So, um, and and because chapter nine starts at the sign of the Prancing Pony, so when they're it introduces Bree Town and 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 we see them arrive. So, tons of things happen. Tons of characters. That we never see in the in the movies at all, and um, and it really is uh, one of the most um, core changes that Jackson makes to just chop six chapters out of out of the book. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I knew this was coming when I saw the films, but it still disappointed me about how much was left out. So much of book one of the six in, in the Lord of the Rings was just chopped, right. and. Uh, that makes me sad. All right, so let's talk about it. So is it lore-friendly? Well, I think that's a pretty easy answer for me. The answer is no. It's not lore-friendly to remove so many of the things that Tolkien put in there. Right, yeah. To be clear, Fellowship of the Ring is split into two books. And um, to emphasize my previous point, um, the first book, which goes all the way up to Rivendell, has 12 chapters in it. Ah. So that, me that means that, that Peter Jackson literally cut half of book one out in this in this jump so Jeez. no heck who is no. this chump they got to make these movies goodness <laughs> man yep yeah so no that's i mean when you make a change that drastic yeah that's a no for me all right so um how much do we like the change or does the change make it for better cinema sorry it's been a couple weeks since i've done this does the change make for better cinema um you go first, Michael. What say you? I say no. Um, now, there, there's one caveat to this, but it doesn't change my answer, which is still going to be no. But I will say it, which is I understand that, you know, when you're cutting for a cinema-length movie, the, he's going to have to chop something. And he chopped some things which he would he found to be, he and Fran and, and Philippa um, found to be jarring, like Tom Bombadil and things like that. But a bunch of the other stuff, wasn't at all jarring it was actually enriching with the and we'll talk more about it with our in our next video about one of those episodes which is the encounter with the elves but there's a it's simply so i understand you can make an efficiency argument like for time purposes something had to be cut okay so that means you cut six chapters out of the first, half of the first book of the two books of the fellowship um and, and and that to me, you can't argue that that makes for better cinema. Ultimately, now if he had just cut Tom Bombadil, I might have seen yeah. it my way to a yes. Um, but it, it, there were so many things in the list that you gave. Right. I have to say, yeah, no. I, I I think so too. Um, and it also it shrinks the world a lot. It shrinks that whole area. It feels like there's just Hobbiton and Bree, and that's it. Um, Correct. There's so much more, yep. and there's so you many took, more hobbits outside of Hobbiton. It's not just like the, the Harfoots traveling. It's not these one so band of people. So much to say. So much to say. You are so right. 
the elk cutting the elves is massive cutting farmer maggot which helps you understand the character of the hobbits better like farmer maggot yeah. is one of the most virtuous characters of the book of the fellowship of the ring he's amazing yeah. he's a family man he's like i love farm i'm he's my spirit animal farmer maggot um <laughs> cutting cutting out the um all of the uh all of the uh, buckland the old forest Old man Willow, you you lose all the richness of all the fatty all the, Bulger. The fatty well, and fatty Bulger is the funny one, right? Because right. my kids always my kids always laugh <laughs> when I read the part about fatty Bulger, um, and then and then cutting Bombadil. But the enrichment of the world, you cut the whole part of the Barrow Downs, like the 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 lead up to the Witch King going down starts in the Barrow Downs. It starts mm. with the blades of the Barrow Downs that the hobbits get, which he has no we have no reference for whatsoever. Um, it's one of the more beautiful payoffs. Like literally, these are blades forged by men who've been yeah. fighting the Witch King centuries ago. They lost, and the blades were buried with them, only to be found by the hobbits and then subsequently used by one of the hobbits yeah. to help it's, slay the Witch King. Yeah, removing I mean, that is one of those things that on a second read through, you're like, oh, that's so cool, right? You read it through and you realize that's the blade that now I I didn't remember that the first time. Now I remember why where they got right. it. And it's one of those things uh, that you go through and, and really it's uh, so cool it because it's a, so it's, it's a defeated people. Like the the history of the far of Car fall of Cardolan is yeah. is sad. I mean, just terrible. Like the Witch King, the ravages that he um, that he accomplishes centuries ago, destroying. Yeah. Um, the kingdoms of of the north of the Dunedain is is a stunning. Anyway, it's it's well, so, it's, and it's not better. So let's uh, let's talk real fast then about what does it change Gandalf at all by making him by by doing this at all? I don't I don't see how it does necessarily because they tend to take. Nah, that's, that's, nah I don't matter. think it changes so it's not Gandalf, a Gandalf thing. It's everything else. It's it's his yep. it's his it's his mechanism for shortening shortening everything by having Gandalf say to Frodo what Barlamin forgot to send to Frodo, essentially. Good. Right. The let's meet at the Prancing Pony is just, that's our short version of, yeah. let's skip six chapters of Fellowship so, of the Ring. So essentially what he did, now that I think about it, this thought just came to me, is that he said, no, 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 we won't have a letter. We're just going to make Gandalf actually say the letter to Frodo. And so I'm changing the plot of the storyline by essentially giving Frodo the letter already. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. Doing this. Exactly. So, okay. All right. So how much, how much do we like the change? Uh, I don't like this change at all. Man, is that too high? I'm going to go 1.3 on this one. I just feel like a lot of the little things were left out. And granted, I know it's a longer movie. But I certainly think that some of this would have been lovely to have left in. I don't even think they filmed anything from this. They knew right away they weren't going to do any of these items in here. Uh, I don't believe there was a farmer maggot other than you've been in maggots crops again. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's that. It's a it's a low, low, low number for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I will not give one, a one to things where they're just cutting and they're not warping to be opposite of Tolkien. So I'm gonna, I will give, mm -hmm. I'll give this a 1.8 because it's in the one range, but it's not warping Tolkien. It's just you're missing so much by cutting this out that that I have to, I have to go pretty low. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like it does change the world by cutting out so much though. I mean, it's, you, you can say I, I cut out half the book and then you have changed enough and you, he cut out half the book of that first. Right. Book. But it's the difference between yeah. being found by Arwen and, uh, um, you know, feminist Arwen and Glorfindel. Um, that's, yeah. that's a warp. That's a warping of Tolkien, of Tolkien's character. Um, 
you know, the, the, the I, feminist yeah. mocking, mocking Aragorn um, by sneaking up on him and putting a sword to his throat yeah. is like the opposite of what an elf well, maid would do. So, uh, yeah, un- unlike uh, the Middle Earth Mixer and John Carswell from Tolkien Road Podcast, who, who've been on this with us, uh, they're they're readily handing out ones and fives. I'm I'm not I'm saving my one for the my low one yeah. for the really egregious ones. So, yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. Let's meet the prancing pony. Bad decision, Peter. Bad decision. Let's jump into the next one. This one we call a glimpse of Gildor. Going to the harbor beyond the White Towers. To the Grey Havens. I don't know why. It makes me sad. And they all always sing, too. Apparently, they're always singing. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be the soundtrack or them singing there, but it kind of felt like them singing because of how it... In any case, I'm going to read to you guys uh, the difference that uh Tolkien had in the books particularly when it comes to Frodo and Sam meeting the elves on the way this is after after they've encountered the uh Nazgul and mm-hmm. they found the Nazgul like sniffing on the road and that freaked them out twice the second so, time yeah this so is they, after they the encountered the Nazgul twice and and the Nazgul is crawling towards them on the road sniffing sniffing um this this yeah. time and the elves scare the Nazgul away yeah and so here's what Tolkien wrote the hobbits sat in shadow by the wayside. Before long, the elves came down the, the lane towards the valley. They passed slowly, and the hobbits could see the starlight glimmering on their hair and in their eyes. They bore no lights, yet as they walked, a shimmer like the light of the moon above the rim of the hills before it rises seemed to fall about their feet. They were now silent, and as the last elf passed, he turned and looked toward the hobbits and laughed. Uh, and then another quote, I am Gildor, answered their leader, the elf who had first hailed him, Gildor and Glorian of the house of Finrod. We are exiles, and most of our kindred have long ago departed, and we too are now only tarrying here a while ere we return over the great sea. All right, for, before you jump into this, because I know, Michael, you have a lot to say about this here. I, I left this out of the, the, the part I edited, um, the little bit I edited here, where, 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 where Frodo says, Sam, wood elves. I'm like, ah, they're not wood elves. What? They, Tolkien never even used the word wood elves. They used the word sylvan, but not wood elves. And it, it just uh, that was one of the things that also broke me in the. Well, he does use the word "word elves" in the Hobbit, um, I believe. But uh, does he anyway? But yeah, I've read the Silmarillion and the others too much lately. I don't. I don't Correct. go back to the Hobbit. Yeah, I don't However, they're they're not they're not they're not wood elves. They're like he's he's he says right here, we are exiles, which means they're exiled from Valinor, and they're on their well, way back. Well, literally, Frodo in the movie in the book says literally the song ended these are high elves they spoke the name of elbereth said frodo in amazement <laughs> so so this yeah, is after right. he he hears them singing so so literally their house which to me is always funny is like why don't you just say high elves like why 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 does why does it need to be wood wood elves i don't understand yeah, the change right, yeah yeah in, yeah in i the, don't but anyway, I, I do. I will give credit. You know, before we launch into the, di- the some of the some of the things that are left out by mm-hmm. cutting out the elves, the, the, because what happens here is they don't just see them. So to be clear to our listeners, in the movies or in the extended and, and edition, it's, yeah, I was just going to say, make sure it's, this is only the extended edition. Right? Only the extended edition in the cinematic version, no elves at all. 
in the extended mm-hmm. edition, this short scene, which they identify them as wood elves, not true. And yeah. that's it. Having yeah. said that, I will give them, you, you read the passage about the visual effect the elves have with the starlight glimmering and the moonlight. I thought the visuals were quite nice in the extended edition. I thought that was a, that, that was pretty cool. Um, so no problem with that at all. Um, big problem is, even in the extended edition, that's all we get. Whereas in the um, books, there are literally seven pages of uh, an encounter between the three hobbits. That's not just Sam and Frodo, but Sam, Frodo, and Pippin. And and Pippin puts his foot in his mouth continually throughout the encounter. Um, and it, 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 the three hobbits and Gildor in, in glory and, and his and his, and his fellow high elves. Um, so many cool things to be said about that, which we're going to launch into. But that's the basics. You know, cinematic version, no elves at all. Extended edition, brief glimpse, wrongly identified as wood elves, um, but nice visuals. Book has a seven-page encounter where the hobbits actually travel with the elves and spend, you know, an evening and sleep in one of the elves' little uh, secret hideaways, wood halls, in wood hall. <laughs> a hall in the, of the woods in in the in the hobbit um, uh, region called Wood Hall, which is between Tuckborough and the Marish, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. But be- wow. before, um, before uh, the uh, the river. I wonder if when when Tolkien wrote this part of um, the Lord of the Rings, if this came early in his writing of it, if he was like, "Oh, I can make my elves the real elves now, not the yeah, not the, not the dancing happy elves from the Hobbit, um, because they weren't really in the the, the world of Middle Earth in a sense yet." He hadn't. Well, I do, th- I I do see the balance, right? So, but but remember, you just read the first thing that they the the communication that happens between the elves and the, and the the three Hobbits in the books is Gildor laughing. So he starts by laughing. So they they're still they still have the and there's quite a bit of laughter in the seven pages of dialogue between the elves. Like the elves mm-hmm. find the hobbits very amusing, um, even though the, some of the subject matter that they talk to Gildor talks with Frodo about is very serious, um, which we're going to talk about. So so should we launch in or to the differences? Yes. And what go was, for it. What was missed? Okay. So basically, Gildor, upon hearing that that a black rider had been scared away. Um, invites the three hobbits to go with them. And so they travel all day and into the night and all the night, I should say, because they're, they start out, they're starting out at night and they, um, and then they eat in Woodhall. There's a couple quotes that I wanted to read from this, which, which I think is really important because it shows what was missed and the importance of what was missed. Um, This, the first one is about Sam and it says, after it's talking about the encounter of them eating with the elves and listening to them talk and sing, Sam could never describe in words nor picture clearly to himself what he felt or thought that night, though it remained in his memory as one of the chief events of his life. The nearest he ever got was to say, well, sir, if I could grow apples like that, I would call myself a gardener. But it was the singing that went to my heart, if you know what I mean. So we have here, according to Tolkien, one of the chief events of Sam's life, which Jackson cuts out entirely by leaving this out. Um, and also, I would say it give, it, he misses the opportunity to give us a glimpse into the place that high elves have. I mean, obviously, those of us that love the Silmarillion know um, all about Finrod, like the uh, Gildor saying that he's of the House of Finrod conjures up all these this historical facts of, of the tragedy of the Silmarillion and the House of Finrod. And, um, and so there's 
pretty awesome stuff there. Um, Gildor is the first one. He's a very Gandalf-like figure. He has the wisdom of Gandalf, and he says he says something. Um, he references uh, the fact that the hobbits, um, that the the meeting of the of the of the hobbits um, he, uh, and the elves is. Well, I'll read the quote. He says, "In this meeting, there be maybe more than chance." Is the quote. So, so he's he references basically Iluvatar's will, which is mm-hmm. in, in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. So he's like a Gandalf figure that way. He won't tell Frodo what the Black Riders are, and Frodo keeps pressing him and saying like, and Frodo's saying things like, "Frodo reminded me of my kids actually," because sometimes when a subject, an adult topic, will come up, which is beyond their maturity level and not appropriate for us, for my wife and I to talk to them about at that point in their life, <laughs> but they've heard <laughs> about it and they're asking like, "But what about this? What about this?" I'm like, "Well." I'm not going to tell you all the details now. Here, it's enough for you to know. Avoid this, and and that's what Gildor says to the hobbits about the Black Riders. Just avoid them. They're servants of the enemy. Avoid them. And Frodo even says things like, "My kids will say, like, you're making me more scared by not knowing than like, how am I supposed to keep my hope up?" You know, right? Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And and Gildor does that very interesting thing, which um, which in which he's which an adult does with an immature child or teenager where which is their relation his relationship to fro which he says essentially he shows his wisdom by not speaking mm-hmm. he says if gandalf hasn't told you then i'm not going to tell you <laughs> yeah. um yeah. but here's good advice and then and of course he provides them with the protection with protection all through the night um of their company into the you know halfway to where they're going in um in uh, halfway to Buckland. <clears throat> so, so um, there's a lot. Uh, he also names them elf friend at the end and says that they're going to, he's going to tell um, all the other quote, wandering um, companies about them, which are presumably the other elves. So um, one wonders if perhaps, you, you know, that was one of the ways in which Glorfindel found out about uh, the, the, the journey. I mean, who, it, who knows? I don't think it says how Glorfindel, um, you know, and Elrond first, learned about all this maybe it was just gandalf pass in passing but um but anyway um it's it's interesting to me that that uh, gildor brings this up and then um disappears from the books entirely we never see gildor again which to my mind is probably one of the reasons why he was cut and from from the movies yeah. because it was it was something easy to do but i think like we said before you lose out a lot of that depth of Tolkien's world, the relationship to the elves, the position they play in the world, their power, like the, the Nazgul are afraid of them. That's, that's incredible. We've never encountered anything that Nazgul aren't afraid of Aragorn. They aren't afraid of um, the, the only people they appear to be afraid of are high elves. <laughs> They're not yeah, afraid of Gandalf. Right. They attacked, they attacked Gandalf and, but, but they flee from high elves. Um, we have two instances of that. One is this and with Gildor and the other is Glorfindel. They've Both heard the stories of Fingolfin. <laughs> right. <laughs> the right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, wow. there's my rant. Wow. Um, well, then let, let's start with with you then, Michael. Do you think, mm-hmm. as you did, is it lore friendly to no. do what they did? No, it's not. Huh. Not lore friendly to cut out the elves. I think you miss you miss a big chunk. It's it's uh, I'm going to make a distinction here. It's not lore friendly by omission, not by mm-hmm. commission. So it's not lore unfriendly because they've warped the lore. They've just cut out, um, they've cut out so much of the lore, and uh, mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, 
I, I'm going to say, yeah, yes. And here's why. Um, the, the theatrical edition completely omitted it completely. They were like, Oh, the elves not leaving. Like, and then when we saw the extended edition, they're like, Oh, at least wait, we've got the elves leaving, uh, the wood elves still bothered me, but leaving, um, uh, middle earth, right. At least we've got that. And because in the same way that Tom Bombadil kind of comes and goes right away, uh, although the Barrow Downs would have been really nice. I, I, I wish that what that would have been there. I would say it's not, it's not compared to what we did in the last change where, you know, they cut out six chapters uh, and this being part of those here, but there was so much there this year. I think they can get away with and, and, and not lose the lore by just omitting this part of it. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. I understand why you answered. All right. So does the change make for better cinema? Uh, okay. Let me, let me do a caveat. So I'm going to have to talk this through. If this were a TV show where we could do all these changes, where we had more time, I think it would work. I mean, I'm not against the five hour cut of the fellowship of the ring. If it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the question. Does it make for better cinema for me? Yes. Does it make for better cinema for everybody else? Probably not. By by adding and by by, by remove where it does make for better better cinema by removing. You just reverse the question. Right? Sorry. Yes. Does it make for better cinema for me by removing it? No. But it doesn't make for better cinema for everyone else by removing it. Yes. Because okay. people would be wondering who's this Gildor guy and why did we spend such a short amount of time with him and why is he so important that we spent this time with him and now he's no longer in the film at all. Unless they would have brought him to Helm's Deep, they could have done that. <laughs> and then killed him. Like, he's they like killed Haldor. That's Haldor. right. Uh, I just started to think, how do they bring him back? They can't really because he's on his way out. So, yeah, um, um, so, so I understand. I, I understand your answer. And, and in, in a rare instance, we are going so, to be at odds both times here. Um, I think it does not make for better cinema. Here's why: I take this question perhaps in a different, slightly different way from you. I don't. Yeah. I'm. I'm not asking when I say answer this question. I don't mean. Um, I don't start with a presumption. You have three hours to fit everything from Lord of the Ring, from Fellowship of the mm-hmm. Ring into the into that three hours. So does the mm-hmm. fact that you left this out make it better cinema? From the, In that specific, very twisted way of, I think, of asking the question, yeah, sure, it makes for better cinema. But I think the larger question, um, I when I answer this question about changes, what, what I'm thinking is, does the nature of the change make for better cinema for the viewing audience? Um, because there are some things that are better no, suited I, I to, get to cinema. I, and in that I, sense, I say no, because I don't put limits on the le- length of movie that there could be um, within certain limit reason, within reason. Um, but I, I do think that um, I do think that just this element being left out leaves a lot. Like they could have done a shortened version. They didn't have to do the full seven pages of dialogue and travels they could have done you know a minute and a half of of yeah. you know cuts of them travel and a few gildor and frodo speaking and saying a few things and then showing them eating and falling asleep in woodhall and that's it um so so i think it would have been worth a couple minutes of cinema to to put the elves in yeah i mean i could easily have gone to no on this here too i just even if it was a short amount of time, I, I don't know the science of cinema. And so I'm making some educated guesses here on, on what I think it would yep. require. And if you added all these small characters in, in short, mm-hmm. in you short would have a, a six hour movie. Got it. Don't care. I'm looking at one change at a time and, <laughs> and, and, and it, each change. And, no, and I wasn't like, going to say you have to have a six a, hour movie. I wasn't going to say it's a six hour movie. I was going to say it's too many characters to 
imbibe in a six hour or four hour or five hour or nine hour time frame unless you give it the right amount of time. And I think if you at some point you got to say, like, does it make for better cinema? Are we going to have six films for The Lord of the Rings? Maybe. But that's not what Peter Jackson did. Did it make for his movie to be a little bit better? That's the way that I look at it. Yes, Mm. it probably did by removing it. But but we're we're looking at it slightly differently. But I could have easily said no, too. I I would have liked to have seen him personally. I I, 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 perhaps I love the high elves too much. So. I'm sticking yes. with my yeah. no. You're such a top one percenter there of those high elves. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about then the change. How much do you like the change? Um, it, it's 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 um, it didn't you know it it almost bothered me more that they said wood elves because <laughs> <laughs> they it's just that's just clearly wrong. That's but that's that not is, what that we're talking just, about no, here, right? right? No, I know, but that was added, and they added the Wood Elves. So I'm just going to yeah, go yeah. straight down the middle with this. I'm going to go 2.5 um, yeah. and say um, that's it. It didn't bother me a ton. Uh, I wish I would have left it in, but I can accept it without it. Yeah, I don't like the change, uh, and I have the exact same score as the last one for the exact same reason. You're cutting out content that adds okay. to the richness of the world. And, Is it a 1.8? Yes, sir. And okay. so, so one point eight is my answer because I think that I think that um, those things, like the Barrow Downs and like the uh, the High Elves, Gildor's folk, um, really enriches people's experience about what the world is like and yeah. and what Tolkien's world is like. So, don't like it. It's an omission. So, one point eight. One point eight. All right. Yeah, you can be wrong every once in a while. All right, guys. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's that's a glimpse of Gildor. We we both well. When it comes down to it, I mean, come on. We both wish we would have gotten a lot more Gildor in this, regardless. Yes, uh, sir. And um, would have been nice. W- maybe one day we will. Hey, uh, l- like you mentioned, uh, I think it was in the last episode, was it? Uh, Mickey Mouse is now in public domain. At least the Steamboat Willie Steamboat version. Willie version. It yeah. will be maybe in our lifetime that the Lord of the Rings comes into or the Hobbit comes into public domain, and we'll see a better version of that. Or and, probably and a lot, a of, lot worse of worse versions, versions too. Yeah, <laughs> as we felt like today, uh, the, the, the news article comes out. Like one of the first things that's happening is they're turning Steamboat Willie into a horror movie. Some guys, of course, because that's the cheapest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, they did that with uh, Winnie the Pooh too. So, um, yes, hey, did. before so before we sign off, I do want to do one thing we haven't done in a while, and that's if you like talking. Sweet. Wow, which is um this right here if you see oh whoa, i did whoa, it backwards whoa, 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 right there this is does it even say pictures by jr tolkien this is a book that you can get that my wife got for me for christmas and these what? are just pictures of jr tolkien and so okay, I take I'll, I'll, out, i'm just a second take this out what, what do you what michael michael's stepping away for those of you listening michael has stepped away from the chair and left me alone here uh, to shoot the breeze for a while. And so you, you can see there are pictures of J.R.R. Tolkien. There were a few in here that I hadn't really seen. Do you have that too? Do you get that for Christmas too? No way. Oh, what? you got My that too? Got the same thing last year for me. So I oh, got last this year. one last, this year. last year. So that's, we. It, what's funny is we did not coordinate our, if you like Tolkien, this is just no. Jonathan. If you like Tolkien. See? <laughs> there it is. You like it too. We both. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw, okay. So I did want to feature a few that I really wasn't familiar with as much. There are a lot of them from the Hobbit that a lot of us have seen. There are some of his, uh, crests, some even just designs like on newspaper on crosswords that they put in, like where he just was doodling. So it's not just pictures by Tolkien. It's doodles by Tolkien too. Uh, so, uh, first one is, um, oh, and so they had a guy, uh, uh, Christopher Tolkien had a guy named, let me get his name here. H E Riddit. 
who colorized a lot of these here. So the colorized versions were uh, from Tolkien's inkings or, or, or pencil drawings. And so this version here, which you can see is a gondolin. We mm -hmm. got that right there, uh, which has been colorized. The original one is here. It's very dim, but so they took it, they improved it, and but it's still Tolkien's vision of it. And the colors are similar to some of Tolkien's paintings. Uh, I really enjoy this one, particularly because it reflects a lot of my favorite ones uh, that um, like Ted Naismith did, did with gondolin there too. Okay, another one that I'd never seen before was this drawing of Tolsirian. There. I like that one. Cool. Yeah. That one's really great. Uh, never come across that before. So to see that in person after having read through some and gone through all that was great. Um, okay. Uh, and a lot of these he did in the late 20s. That was sort of his golden period of like uh, of, of making sketchings for the Silmarillion. Um, was that it? Uh, I lost my... Uh... Oh, here it is. Sorry. Found it. Okay. The other coolest one that I found, maybe you like this one too, Michael, is um, this drawing. This is in a, uh, where he was writing the two towers. He drew Shelob's lair inside the paper. Mar that's not the margin. Inside half a quarter of the page when he was yeah, writing the two towers. Awesome. So, uh, and there's, um, and you can see there's information about each picture um, on the side, on the other, on the opposing page too. So I recommend this. This is a lot of fun. It's sort of a, with a, with a case, it's kind of a little coffee table book too. Um, and you can just put it. Just, yeah, and I got I I had some of these like early in the early printings, growing up. Some of the, my house my house's many copies of Lord of the Rings. We did we went through a lot of them because they got beaten up. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so I saw a lot of these uh, as cover art for some of the 1970s and 80s yeah. versions that came out. But I but to reference something really quick. Um, that you mentioned already, but I thought was just like, this shows the really fertile imagination that Tolkien has, that he would not only create this world, but he's like, and now I'm going to doodle and create Numenorean textiles. Yeah, so right. It's like, yes. It's like William Morris. Okay. So now That's we're, so now we're going to go into the world of, William. you know, domestic artwork and, and, and that, and that's where like his mind went everywhere yeah. when it came to creating a world, which I just think is, fantastic yeah. yeah i highly recommend it it was it's you know obviously not going to sit for hours reading it but it's great to just go through and be like wow this like it, he wasn't just writing he wasn't copying anybody else this was like you said the fertile imagination the growth was always there it never stopped it was always changing it was always something new uh and in the 20s maybe you know his kids were young he was he was stuck caring for them at times and so maybe this is where his mind went and when he was started doodling yep. he couldn't write so he would draw and uh uh, certainly some beautiful ones in there and then some wonderful textiles that you can uh, have printed and uh, put on the tiling in your bathroom if you really enjoy it that much. That's so I'll I'm put a link I'm, below. I'm waiting for the uh, I'm waiting for the public domain to end for that reason. I'm going to design a whole textile line. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> oh, he has all the her heraldrics. Uh, Tolkien um, textiles. The, all the heraldry He's... of the elves as well, um, mm -hmm. and which which I frequently use um you know, simplified versions of for my online icons for my name, uh, especially the the House of Fingolfin, because his his heraldric symbol is my favorite. Oh, he's my favorite, so therefore his heraldric symbol. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's cool. Uh, we Tolkien, could, we may, maybe Tolkien. we should buy the domain name Tolkien Textiles. Just, just... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there I, you I like go. Buy that one too. Yeah, it is available. <laughs> if anybody wants to buy it and give it to us, and we'll create a website for Tolkien Textiles. And then we'll be that sued be... by the Tolkien estate, and they'll take That's it from right. us. That's right. We'll have our own Etsy page that they can come after. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This was uh, this was a fun one. Um, more disagreement in this one than before. 
but uh, that's what you get sometimes. Um, we may do another one of these episodes coming up. We're trying to get a third wheel into our uh, reading of uh, a book from the Unfinished Tales. So we're 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 moving towards that, uh, and so we'll, we'll keep doing these changes up until we get all that worked out. And uh, and if you do like what you're hearing, please once again go to thewondering.com slash members become a member. We really appreciate your support and, uh, you know, even just your listens. And if you, if you can't support us with the $4, support us with a five star. We'd really appreciate that too. As we get more and more listeners uh, and more and more uh, folks engaging with us, it's a lot of fun. So join us there. We're going to jump into our extended edition, which you will get only if you become a member. So make sure you do that. We'll talk about uh, the question about spotted toads and then go into what should Peter Jackson really, if we could cut it down to one thing in that list of items that Peter Jackson left out on the road from Hobbiton to Bree, what should he have left? We'll get into that, and we'll see you on the other side. So for the first time in 2024, goodbye, Ooh. freeloaders. <laughs>